You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, February 2nd, and we're talking Pirates baseball today with Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter. And, uh, Adam, let's dive right in. Uh, Tuesday's news, or, or perhaps it was uh, Wednesday, was one of the two days. Uh, you see where, where my brain's at to start things off. But the news that Josh Bell is going to uh, undergo surgery on his left knee. There were some uh, loose bodies, as the saying goes, in that knee. He had felt some discomfort for some time. So, Adam, uh, how long? Is he going to be out, and uh, how concerned, if concerned at all, are the Pirates about this setback for Bell? Yeah, Josh Bell had surgery on Wednesday to remove that loose body from his left knee. Um, The Pirates have said the typical recovery time for that procedure is two to four weeks, Um, but they also said his status for opening day is still to be determined, which is kind of interesting because if you do the math with me there, in two weeks, you know, he would basically be starting spring training on time or maybe a couple days behind. Um, even four weeks, you know, he would be back uh, to baseball activities at the beginning of March, which would give him a full month to sort of ramp his way up uh, for opening day in Boston. And even then, he probably would only have to be capable of DHing to even make the opening day roster. So I don't think it's a huge concern as far as, you know, the timing of it. It's actually probably a good thing. You know, it would be a lot worse if this happened in the middle of spring training or, or something like that. Uh, the Pirates don't seem that concerned they've had guys make their way back from similar surgeries in in a month or less Uh, Chris Stewart did it in 2014 and he's a catcher so that's even more demanding on the knee Um, the only potential cause for concern I guess you could say is that uh, Bell sat out most of the 2012 season uh, which was actually his first in in pro ball after having uh, surgery to repair a torn meniscus in that same knee and then he missed time in 2014 with a bone bruise in that same knee so you hope this is not related in any sort of way, um, just sort of a minor thing that cropped up during off-season workouts. But the Pirates feel good about where Bell's at in general. Um, he's in tremendous shape, as we talked about on the podcast before. Uh, he was at minicamp a couple of weeks ago. He's worked really hard at first base several times this off-season with members of the Pirates coaching staff. So uh, it, it obviously something to monitor as spring training begins here in a couple of weeks, but it's not necessarily a, a big setback in any way. And that's certainly a relief uh, for the Pirates and their fans. And like you said, this is a guy who's in his athletic prime. He's only 24. He's big. He's strong. He's demonstrated that time and again. So hopefully this is just something minor. But, Adam, let's play, uh, you know, worst-case scenario here. If the if the recovery does not go quite as scheduled, if he's feeling, you know, a little more discomfort or soreness uh, than he expects to, uh, what is perhaps the backup plan if he is not ready to go by uh, opening day at Fenway? Yeah, I think that's the other reason why it's not a, a huge concern because even if he does miss some time, like you said, worst-case scenario, you know, he's slow to recover, he's slow to get back into the baseball activities and all that kind of stuff. The Pirates can still turn to last year's first-base platoon uh, for a little while. That would be John Jaso and David Freeze uh, to man first base. They have a little bit of additional depth on the 40-man roster with Jose Ozuna, the first-baseman corner outfielder. And then they have a couple of non-roster invitees uh, who will be in camp with major league experience at first base, Jason Rogers and Joey Terdoslovich. So they have some depth there. The one, another part where it would get a little bit concerning is if 
somehow Jung Ho Gong is suspended at the beginning of the season for the off-field issues that we've discussed uh, ad nauseum here. Hmm. If he is suspended, then you're looking at David Freeze at third base to start the year, and if Bell is not uh, you know, active on opening day, that's Jaso at first base, and the bench starts to look a little bit thin. But, again, those are complete worst-case scenario things to monitor, and even then the Pirates have experienced major leaguers to cover those positions. So uh, that that is probably the one thing to watch, I guess. Maybe as spring training ramps up is the, the status of Jung Ho Gung, which we still don't know. And, uh, you know, how quickly, I guess, Bell is, is ready to go. And, Adam, I know that uh, we set a goal for ourselves uh, week in and week out to get through a podcast without discussing Jung Ho Gong. Once again, we have failed and failed miserably. But, uh, you know, why break a trend, right? Uh, what is uh, what is an expected timetable for when uh, a punishment, if any, could be handed down uh, from the league uh, regarding uh, Gong's uh, difficult offseason so far? Yeah, we have no idea, which is... <laughs> The, the big issue with this story is why it feels like it's kind of hanging over us uh, for so long. We, we really don't know. I spoke to Neil Huntington the other day. He said they're still working through the process with Major League Baseball, which is sort of driving the whole uh, you know, investigation into Gong's DUI in South Korea, which turned out to be his third since 2009. Uh, so the team is going to let Major League Baseball do its thing first, and then uh, you know, if the Pirates need to issue any sort of discipline, or Gong needs to be involved in any sort of rehab clinic, which is uh, sort of where there's precedent uh, from past instances like this, then, then they'll get involved. But I think they're really just waiting for Major League Baseball to, to kind of issue uh, its its stance on this matter. Adam, I think next week is going to be our week to uh, finally get through a podcast without discussing Mr. Gong. Uh, fingers crossed, but uh, like I said, we failed for this week, so uh, we'll just leave that one there. Uh, Adam, <laughs> shifting gears here uh, on the – MLB Pipeline Top 100 Prospect list, it was just unveiled a little under a week ago. And uh, on that list, the Pirates land uh, five players, a rather impressive figure. And, uh, you know, you look at some of the names on that list, and they're not unfamiliar to Pirates fans whatsoever. You're talking about the aforementioned Josh Bell. You're talking about uh, Tyler Glass now. No surprises there. And I think that uh, at this point, fans are pretty familiar with Austin Meadows, the outfield prospect. He could, you know, see the show in 2017. But I want to talk about uh, two other guys on that list that fans may not be terribly familiar with, at least not yet. It's a shortstop Kevin Newman, right-hander Mitch Keller. They're among the uh, top 100 prospects in the game, according to MLBPipeline.com. So, Adam, kind of familiarize us uh, with both Newman and Keller and what kind of ceilings you see for them and when perhaps they could uh, make their debuts with the Pirates, if not this season, then when? Yeah, we'll start with Keller since he was, he was higher ranked. Uh, he took a big jump up the list. I think he moved up 24 spots to number 48 uh, on the top 100. He had a complete breakout year uh, in Class A West Virginia, the 2.46 ERA, uh, more than a strikeout per inning. Uh, the strikeout-to-walk ratio was over 7, which is absurd. Uh, gave up way fewer than a hit per inning. Uh, it's good stuff. It's a lot of poise. I think people are really impressed with not only the projectability uh, that he has, which is a potential number one starter, but also just the, the floor I think that he has is, is very – very high. You know, when you talk about somebody like Tyler Glass now, it's a high ceiling, but we've seen what could go wrong if he can't quite figure it out. The floor is a little bit lower. Uh, Keller is a really good combination of high ceiling and high floor, I think. Um, he's still a long way away, obviously, and, you know, pitcher injury is, is always a risk, but, you know, he's expected to start the year in, in Bradenton, which is high A in the Florida State League. So that could put him about three years out from the majors. Uh, the interesting time part of that timeline 
is that in three years, you'll be looking at uh, Garrett Cole no longer being under club control, the end of Ivan Nova's deal. So there will be room, you know, atop the rotation for somebody like Keller, who is, you know, certainly probably the probably the second highest ceiling uh, pitcher in the Pirates system right now behind Glass now. Uh, and as for Newman, uh, he'll be in big league camp this year, which I, I was thinking about it the other day. It feels like time has kind of flown by. Hmm. He was their first round draft pick in 2015. Uh, and he's already made it. You know, he could be in AAA this season. He finished last year in AA. Uh, he looks like their long-term answer at shortstop. Uh, you know, Jordy Mercer's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but Newman is just a really good natural hitter. He's not going to hit for a ton of power, but he's a potential high-average, high-on-base guy. Could steal some bases. Uh, not a you know a, a burning speed kind of guy, but uh, you know, really solid at shortstop. He's Learned a lot by watching uh, tape of Jordy Mercer, actually. That was something we talked about at minicamp a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, he's still got some development uh, development to, to do here in double A and triple A, uh, especially defensively. But I think one of the more encouraging things about him is that last year, you know, they talked basically the day he was drafted about kind of closing up his stance to try to add a little bit more power. He was one of those widespread legs guy, you know, who, who just basically slapped the ball everywhere in college at Arizona. Uh, so they've narrowed him up. He's hit for a little bit more power. It feels totally comfortable. So, I mean, you're looking at a potential up-the-middle uh, defensive player and a top-of-the-lineup hitter, which, I mean, that's a really valuable potential player, and you could be looking at it very soon in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and, uh, two guys that Pirates fans uh, should be very excited about, along with the other three that we mentioned. But it appears that uh, Kevin Newman and Mitch Keller on their way rapidly up the Pirates pipeline in the not-too-distant future. And, Adam, that's a good place to wrap this one up on this uh, second day of February. And uh, next week we're going to be talking, can you believe it, spring training. That's uh, like you alluded to. It's It seems like the World Series ended like two weeks ago. And here we are getting ready in earnest for the 2017 season. That comes our way next week. But for now, uh, our thanks to you, Adam Berry, for your time. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.